In the book of Matthew, Jesus tells us that we are to be perfect just as our Heavenly Father is perfect. But what does that mean? Does that mean I'm to live completely mistake-free? Or that if I err in some way, I'm doomed? Well, this week on Wonderfully Weird Living with Pastor Drake, we'll find out that striving for perfection is a direction, not a destination. Drake Hunter is senior pastor at Elevating Life Church in Fort Morgan, Colorado, founder of the nonprofit Four Dimensional Living, as well as the author of three books, including Wonderfully Weird and his latest, soon to be released, Wonderfully Weird Goodness. Now, this week's edition of Wonderfully Weird Living with Pastor Drake Hunter. Welcome back once again to Wonderfully Weird Living with Pastor Drake. I'm John Waters, your host, and with me in studio, of course, the one and only Pastor Drake. Hello. Hello, John, and good day. Have you uh, fully recovered from your trip to California yet? Recovered. I'm, I'm recovered and recharged. There you go. Which is dangerous for me because you know how charged I am most of the time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, for sure. But, uh, well, as we uh, continue moving along here, talking about the wonderfully weird commands of Christ that we've been focusing on here on this show, uh, the next one is uh, one that I think there is a lot of misconception, misinterpretation, and just general confusion about, uh, and that is the command where Jesus tells us to be perfect. Yes, to be perfect as my father was perfect. And yes, not only is there confusion, I think it's one of the greatest issues of our day where many people, and we can bring it to the Christian faith, uh, believe that perfectionism is the goal. But is it? Is it really? Perhaps, but we're going to look at that today to see exactly what is meant and what it does mean to uh, truly put the proper goal in place so that we can truly live in the excellence of of the Lord rather than in the perfection of it and we're going to we're going to uncover that today to see exactly what that looks like. Well, let's start with uh, I'm going to call it for lack of a better term the world's definition of perfectionism. Okay. And you know, Drake, I think about all the TV shows and the commercials and all that kind of thing that tell us uh, about physical perfection and you know, there's a whole industry built upon um, making surgical changes to try to attain perfection and all that. But let's talk about it uh, from the standpoint of a dictionary definition. Okay, before I do that, let me let me give you where the command is, where that wonderfully weird command, be perfect, is, so we can springboard off of that. And right when I uh, get done reading that, well, let me define it. So first of all, folks, Matthew 5, uh, 46 through 48 is where this command actually sits in the Gospels. And here it says, if you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? Verse 47, and if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that? And here's the command. Verse 48, be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. So there's the word perfect. In fact, there's the command to be perfect as the Heavenly Father is perfect. But let's define that now. Thank you for leading us to there, John. Uh, And so let's kind of put some knowledge in place so that we understand what we're talking about here so that then we can move on to uh, talking about how can we make decisions with this uh, new knowledge that we have. But here's the definition of perfectionism. Perfectionism is a broad personality style characterized by a person's concern with striving for flawlessness and perfection and is accompanied by 
critical self-evaluation and concerns regarding others' evaluations. So here, the definition is how we understand it here in that, uh, let's say that disorder, because mm-hmm. God never commands us to be perfect here on earth, except in one area. And I think, I believe you mentioned that in the intro, John, you know, we, we have to recall perfection is a direction. It is not a destination. Right. It is not a, a goal or a project of who we are or for other people. And if we can understand that, uh, then we'll understand the direction we need to go in. However, we know what the reality is, and we know perfectionism, as I just described, is a huge issue in, in our day and age, John. And we know people, we have people in church in our reality and our different relationships that struggle with this constantly and causes a lot of conflict. It's a very, very selfish or self-centered way to live. Yeah. And, and it's an impossible way to live. And so we need to resolve uh, the issue. And so there's the definition of perfectionism. So with that, John, thoughts? Well, perfection is um, something that is not even attainable. Um, and we drive ourselves crazy trying to attain something that's not even possible to attain this side of heaven. Right. Well, it is possible, John. I'm going to say this. Okay. Okay. With this question, though, uh, it's possible if you're God. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> Other than that, you're absolutely right. It is not. And that's why we have to make sure uh, our eyes stay focused on that perfection. Of, of, of course, uh, for the Christian, Jesus is the God-man, and we keep our eyes so focused on uh, Jesus, he is our ideal. He's the one that actually sacrificed everything so that we could have that direction and making sure that we are living uh, in clear sight, uh, can I say due north, uh, mm-hmm. Jesus, the North Star, where He, we can live our lives uh, in uh, that direction. And are we ever going to be perfect? Absolutely not. Now, on earth here. Right. Now, we're, we're going to get into uh, eternity. We'll be birthed into in eternity after this time is over. And there, we're still going to actually continue in God's direction in heaven. Right. But with uh, the ability to even be perfect in the things that we're growing, increasing, and developing, and we're going to be objective when we're going to live for all eternity, developing God the Father's perspective— truly living in Jesus's teachings where we perform in a way that's always going to get us to that next step, to that next uh, place, if you will, in the sense of eternity, where we're going to live in heaven for all eternity. And we get to do that. But we have to back up where we're at now in time so that we make a decision to follow that direction perfectly Mm -hmm. in the sense of uh, our vision, where there's no vision, people perish, and we follow that direction the best we can. Let me put it that way. You mentioned a little bit ago, uh, perfection and excellence, those two words together. And I think sometimes we confuse those two um, and assuming that um, excellence is the same as perfection. Oh my goodness, there could be something, there's nothing more wrong than that. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. No, I see what you're saying there. Yeah, we have to understand excellence uh, resides in understanding where you're at, where another person is, putting the proper expectations in place, and evaluating with those, uh, those areas in place, discerning. And wherever you're at, you need to evaluate the excellence of the Lord. So, for instance, if you're, let's say, seven years old 
in the faith and you're learning the commands of Christ and you're, you're learning these different teachings, uh, we are not to be perfect at that. What we're going to be is where should we be as a, uh, be at, excuse me, as a seven-year-old, and that's where we're going to evaluate ourselves, and we're like going to say that's good. Mm-hmm. Now, John, share uh, with that conversation before we uh, got on air here. You shared that little illustration with the students that you have with with you know your guitar students because that's one of the things many people struggle with is they're trying to learn something and they're trying to be perf- uh, perfect. But you gave a a, a brilliant uh, conversation before coming on the air here, so share that a little bit. You know where well, I'm talking about, right? Where I, I'm going? Right. I have a student who uh, who was upset because she wasn't perfect at what she was doing as a guitarist, and I said learn to be happy with where you're at just don't be content there but enjoy where you're at right now and what you know now remember where you came from you didn't know anything when you first walked in now you can play this be happy with that just don't be content with it keep striving yeah learn to celebrate those victories one step at a time and we we often say you know live your life incrementally and objectively where you're developing and you're growing uh, that one pebble at a time as the book of proverbs shares with us and we celebrate once we get to that not only knowledge experience but then we become wise in that and we're applying it to our lives and and we get to enjoy that but never ever be content as you just shared uh, at being there because what will happen if you stop and you're content there three decades will go by and you're still doing ministry, you're still doing guitar, you're still doing whatever three decades ago. That a seven-year-old in the faith would do. What a seven, that's right. Mm -hmm. And so we are never to stop learning, but we're never to stop celebrating, never stop struggling through uh, those different layers, those different stages of understanding so that we then become mature in what we're doing. Not Mm -hmm. perfect, but mature. And that is the goal, isn't it? We want to become mature in the faith. But isn't it absolutely mind-blowing, John, that we talk to many people, be it whatever skill or even in the faith, going, you're still doing what you were doing two decades ago. Mm -hmm. Well, if that's the case, we have to truly see and face reality. We have to really have that ability to, to step into God's reality and say, is that really the faith that we just stop and we stop learning, we no longer grow. And then constantly, we, it doesn't matter if it's heavenly values or things that we need to get done here on earth, we should always be learning and growing and putting one step at a time. Never with the expectation of perfectionism, but always with the understanding and goal of excellence in the Lord, wherever you may be. And enjoying the journey. Enjoying the journey, my goodness, that's part of success, where you can really celebrate those victories but then at the same time, uh, you celebrate, but then you move on. Right. You don't stay there long, but stay there long enough to really celebrate and enjoy, not only with yourself, but with each other, where you can truly enjoy life and praise God and serve people together. As we get back to the thought of perfectionism yes. as more as the world defines it, Drake, uh, you used the term earlier, disorders. And boy, mm. there are so many, I guess I would say, disorders that come from our striving to be perfect as the world says we should be perfect. Right. Right. Um, and we see so many of those come into our coaching rooms, uh, people who are experiencing disorders because they're not reaching this level of perfection. Yes, and we have to understand this, you know, a disorder is 
it's it's challenging in the sense of having that discussion in the church because it's almost taboo a mental disorder what are you talking about just give it all to jesus well that's the point we've got to get things in order with jesus so that they're no longer in disorder and mentally speaking uh there's much to be said here but my point here is there is a disorder in the faith because we're not thinking like Christ. Right. And and so because of that, our mental makeup is, uh, let's say, in, uh, dysfunctional. And all we're doing, our goal is to bring that order back so that we can have the order of Christ or the order of the Christ mind in our own minds so that we are moving perfectly towards that direction. And so with that, I do have a question today. You know, uh, those who are listening to our program, are you a perfectionist? And let's, John, let's take just a couple of minutes to kind of go through some of the, can we say, disorders or we can say sim symptoms, if you will, you know, uh, to see, we got to learn how to evaluate that. We got to see and face reality. So let's kind of do that. Are you a perfectionist is the question. Uh, now, if you have an attitude of, uh, we're going to share some, some things here. Okay. We got a lot, but time of course is going to limit us but if you have an attitude of let's say there is no room for mistakes that's a probably a good sign that you you have a challenge with this particular uh to say disorder mm -hmm. can i say it that way whenever you see and this is somebody whenever they see an error they f first jump on it and correct it very uneasy you know, they call it their their conviction, and 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 it's that drive. Actually, you're out of control. No self control. Right. And so uh, that's one. Any any thoughts there? No room for mistakes. You know anybody this that's like this? Well, sure, <laughs> sure, absolutely. Well, and and you know you can see an error, but it may not truly be an error. It may be an error from your own perspective because yes. it doesn't fit your picture of perfection. That's exactly right. It's it's your picture not necessarily the common good picture that, that the mm -hmm. faith brings together. And, you know, John, one of the reasons we present our program the way we do, we know we make mistakes. We know that there are kind of some disorders, and but we do this intentionally so that we can truly be that picture of we can't be perfect, and mm -hmm. we've got to quit uh, trying to be the picture of, of perfection because uh, it's easy to do that with cuts and, 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 and have no mistakes, well, you know me, John, I know you. We have room for mistakes because without them, how do you ever learn? Right. And so uh, we, we do all we can to be that picture so we can help people understand that it's okay not to be perfect. Right. Yeah, and our the way we do the program here, we start the recording <laughs> and we don't stop it until we're done. Yes. And there is no editing done. Yes, no. And, and intentionally <laughs> for that reason to say this is how life is. is you, you, you don't get, get what you hear. <laughs> <laughs> so here you go. If your attitude now, if you have an attitude of, you, uh, uh, how can I put this? You have... A very specific manner in which things should be done <laughs> no flexibility no flexibility we we forget about that that command to make disciples well to make disciples if you're mature in the faith and you're 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 in your calling you have to have uh, flexibility and uh, the opposite of that is resistance so oftentimes you'll see somebody with this this challenge, if you will, this issue, and they 
resistant or they're they're resistant to everything i should say flexibility oh no 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 going back to what we already said it's their picture it's their ideal situation if you are not following their way the wrath comes down and then we have conflicts and disorders and all kinds of things going on with teams and everything else well it's that assumption that everyone sees it exactly the same way i do yes Yes, when nothing could be further from the truth. That's exactly right. Another, uh, let's say, symptom, if you will, uh, you have the all-or-nothing approach. Hmm. Explain that one. Uh, you know, black and white thinking. Okay. You know, we've been taught to protect our faith, and we need to. We've been taught to have boundaries and self-control. But let's be very, very careful because what can happen with that overprotection uh, with boundaries that are so rigid that there's no flexibility or there's no tolerance in the sense of growth, what happens is uh, you become closed off. And then you become a fellowship or you become this cave of people and you won't let people in. So it's that black or white or all or nothing type of thinking. It also means that, you know, we're going to go all in and we're going to make sure that this is perfect. Okay. Uh, and so because of that, uh, you're going to have some some challenges. So another way is it's either you do everything well, perfect, or you don't do it at all. Everything in between is a no-go. Can okay. I put it that way? Mm-hmm. So there you go. No gray area. No gray area. And good night, I can go in so many different directions with that particular <laughs> thought, but I won't. Uh, here's another one. You just think about the end result. Does that make sense? Okay. Uh, it's you, you don't care what happens in between or what it takes to achieve the goal, the project, if you will. You just want to ensure that the end result is attained. Otherwise, you'll f- feel annoyed, uh, devastated, if you will. Well, it seems to me like that there will be a tendency to leave a trail of dead bodies along the way if that's your focus. Yeah, you just care You just care about the task, not the, the relationship. So as uh, I love how Henry Cloud puts this, your wake is totally off balance here in the sense of what you need to do versus your relationship. So if you just care and you're charging forward to get the job done, to get the project done, to make sure the goal is exactly what it needs to be no matter what happens in between, and you're, you have a lot of people in your wake left behind for shark bait Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it is that is completely stepping outside of the faith because it's about relationships jesus uh, is that perfect picture for us yes it's about producing if you will and getting results but it's bringing the godhead together god the father's perspective and being perfect in that getting the method the way of jesus in place through his commands and then you're building the relationship with god the father with jesus where you're now producing through the energy or the holy spirit of god the breath of god where you're producing results that the entire experience if i can put it that way is fulfilling it is the promised land, my friends. And so uh, this, this, this is a big one in our reality because what happens is we speak about this on Sunday as Christians and we live in these relationships. But the moment we step into our professional uh, lives, we put uh, that reality uh, in one pocket and we live our public life in the sense of we've got to get the job done because if not, we're going to upset our boss. Or we're not going to get the paycheck. And, and so whatever it takes, that's what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. This is known as a dichotomy. It doesn't work. It's separation. You detach yourself from your faith to get this. Stop. <laughs> right. 
Can you hear the passion here? <laughs> Quit taking off your Jesus clothes and hanging them in the closet. <laughs> yes. So the expectation for all Christians uh, is that we we have that relationship with God and with others. And as we're moving together, it's why we become all things to all people. Wherever you're at as an individual or as a team, that's where you need to put your expectations in place so that then you'll develop uh, whatever you're doing together, uh, be it in marriage again, where, whatever you're doing, so you can develop it incrementally and objectively. And then you're going to enjoy the journey, if you will, and then really understand that uh, that direction that God has given us. And we keep focused, we keep perfect in that vision or in that direction so that we can live uh, satisfied, fulfilled with God and each other, where we're truly performing well and living life the way it's designed to be lived with God and each other. Drake, in the interest of time, yes. I want to take. I want you to take the next three and put them together because I think they all go together, and that is, uh, you're extremely hard on yourself. You become depressed when you don't achieve your That's goals right. yeah. because you have extremely high standards. Yeah, high standards again. Those expectations that you put yourself through, uh, you're not ready for it, but yet you want to be there because usually, typically the sin of covetousness, if you will, you want to be something you're not. Right. And so what happens is we put these crazy goals and then sometimes, I've heard this too, uh, we put that in there, it's a stretch goal, which they'll say, uh, so that will get me here. That's a terrible way to do your uh, life plan or strategy or whatever. You've got to come to a reality. What what are the expectations I could put in place to reach the the reasonable goal that I need to achieve at this time at this place that's mm -hmm. wisdom isn't it and, and so yeah understanding uh, yeah you've got uh, those extremely high standards uh, you know what that's the world putting that pressure on you and well, yourself well and then when you don't reach them you become very depressed you get yeah. so hard on yourself you beat yourself up and <laughs> you know what the funny part is John typically that's what will happen if you understand the patterns of you know mental health and all that we we actually uh, you know, put the standard out there and we, we go after, I'm going to lose a hundred pounds in a week. Right. Right. <laughs> and, and then we go at it. We're motivated. Then we completely fail. Then we fall. And exactly what you shared is we, uh, we deplete, uh, we're in despair and then we get depressed, but then we come out of it. But what do we do? We put the standards even higher the next time. <laughs> right. 130 pounds. Yeah. You want to talk about disorder. <laughs> right. Right. And so, well, and, and what happens is without realizing it, we put ourselves in a, in a very uh, uh, toxic situation. Uh, our, the environment in our mind and in our relationships, just absolutely crazy when you put those extremely hard, hard uh, expectations in place or standards or whatever that might be for you. And so, and you know, we can go on and on, but we 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 are running out of time. But that let me let me share this. Let me share the problem now. Evaluate yourself, there, folks. Uh, you 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 might have a challenge here. But here's the big problem with perfect people. Okay, individuals who think they are perfect or feel the need to act as if they are they they are perfect cannot check this out, John. In internalize grace hmm. say that again individuals who think they are perfect or feel the need to act as if they are perfect cannot internalize grace they in other words they do not feel love at a deep level hmm. so therefore as jesus pointed out they do not have much love to give to others now, we got to give love to them. That's where grace comes in. But we're talking about those who have this challenge in their own reality. 
Now, where do we get this? Luke 4, or excuse me, Luke 7, 47 says, therefore, Jesus says, I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven as her great love has shown. Here's my point here. But whoever has been forgiven little, it's talking about little of yourself or others, loves little. That's where I'm coming from. And we've got to understand, uh, folks, if you're having a challenge with feeling love for, I'm going to say all humanity, mm-hmm. for God so love the world, folks. And if you have a challenge here, maybe, just maybe this might be one of your challenges in life and you need to un, uh, 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 overcome this uh, issue of perfectionism. We have to see and face where we're at. And we're pretty dogmatic today about it because we know this is a real problem. And so making sure that we open ourselves up to God's love so that then we can forgive a lot so that we can love a lot. Amen. And so uh, let me share this. And then, of course, we, we are wrapping things up here. Perfection is an ideal we inspire to. Yet, folks, listen to this. We must accept that the journey will be filled with our imperfections now we're not saying here today that you you're not going to uh, you're not going to experience any of that excellence or anything we're just going to accept being imperfect no 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 what we're going to do is keep our eyes on that direction because perfection is a direction but then we're going to back up to where we're at so that we then will take those mistakes those challenges and learn from them and then Put them in place so that we can develop to a a maturity level that's really going to make an impact for God's kingdom now and for all eternity. So let's always remember perfection is a direction. It is not a destination. If we can understand that, we'll knock this command right out of the park. Yeah. Well, and the goal of spiritual growth is not perfection. It's maturity. Maturity. Spiritual maturity. And uh, as you know, we, we often evaluate this as elders, our deacons, and everybody that comes together. Uh, we're evaluating spiritual maturity. Where, we're, where are we at? As a church, we know we're six years into this, this, uh, this, this direction we put in place, and that means we're six years old. Right. We cannot expect uh, to be a church that's been in place for, uh, with leadership and this paradigm shift that we created and all that. We can't expect to be... Uh, 35 years old. We are six years old in fellowship and outreach and discipleship and everything that involves ministry. And we're going to come together, uh, not only in cooperation, but more importantly, in cooperation, excuse me, collaboration, (laughs) excuse me, collaboration in Jesus. That's what I'm trying to say. And so, uh, again, very powerful command this week. Wonderfully weird command. Be perfect. And of course, that's be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly father is perfect as jesus shared keep moving in the direction of the father yes and put it in place let that be your standard and move forward forgive yourself love each other take care of one another and let's just have uh, fun doing it and enjoy it on the way yeah couldn't have said it better that's going to do it for this week we'll be back next week with another wonderfully weird command of christ so be sure you join us then for pastor drake i'm john waters we'll see you next week Thank you for joining us once again this week. If you would like to learn more or have any questions or comments, please feel free to email Pastor Drake at wonderfullyweirdliving at gmail.com. 
To obtain your own copy of the book Wonderfully Weird, please log on to www.wonderfullyweirdliving.com and click on the button that says Buy the Book. Now, for Pastor Drake Hunter, I'm John Waters wishing you a wonderfully weird week.